back with another episode. Been probably recording back to back. I know you guys are probably tired of the notifications and things of that sort. I'm not. YOLO. Sorry, not sorry. Been uploading like crazy. And I'm honestly glad. This is the most consistent and most promising I've been in a very, very long time. Actually, for the first time, to be honest. But, um, yeah, if you saw my Instagram, I know you know you said I had a Impagia interview, and, you know, we're here with it now. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome him. Say hello. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Oh, my gosh, you're finally on. We've been talking about it for a minute. Glad you're here. How does it feel? Pretty good, I'm going to lie. <laughs> good, good good i honestly had him waiting for a really long time i was on a time crunch trying to make sure because it, it was a lot okay it's been a busy day but we're here yeah understandable you know we got stuff to do and stuff you know i'm just hyped to be here i'm ready to get the questions and you know let's have some fun so yeah oh i love the energy okay so let's get to the first question where are you from and how old are you so I'm originally from Texas, born and raised, um, but now I'm living in Indy right now, Indiana, and I'm 20 years old, and uh, yeah, just take it day by day. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Next question. When did you start making music and why? So I think, yeah, I started making music in 2020, and the reason why was because I'm not gonna lie, music I've always been like in tune with music, but for me it's like I just needed therapy. I needed like to get some stuff off my chest and to get stuff off my mind. Cause I was going through a dark time. And on top of that, my inspiration was low key juice world to like actually go through with it. But I've improved like I've kinda like improved since like him because i used to sound like him like musically like the style but i've kind of grown into my own but yeah that's when i started 2020 you know yeah that's good that's good love to hear it love to hear it 2020 i mean i think that's probably one of the best times to explore your creative side because we were all in the house with a lot of time so i understand next question what genre do you work in and do you consider yourself a part of the underground community i work in the r&b genre slash like rap melodic rap i guess i could say um but i like to dabble in everything every once in a while but as for the underground technically speaking yeah i'm a part of it because i'm not known yet but style wise and how I sound is like nothing like none of these underground artists. My sound is more mainstream. Like if I got signed, I would be on, like I would be sound like a basic mainstream person, but also different. So style-wise and vocally, no, nah, I'm not underground. But technicality-wise, yeah, because I'm not known yet. <laughs> you know. I understand. I understand. Now. This is a little embarrassing, and once again, I'm going to apologize. I just learned today how you how to say your name, so yeah. 
let's get into that because I was I was I was confused. I mean, I tried to maybe pronounce it, but it just that X and just it it was it was a little difficult. So let's just ask the burning question: What made you choose this name? So the name Impasia actually came from my Latino culture. Um, in Spanish, the word I typed it differently for the English people. People speak people, but in Spanish, it's pronounced empatia. Yeah, I think so. And so it basically means empathy because I feel like the world needs more of it. There's so many mean, like, rude people and fake people. And, like, we need more empathy in it for, like, to make people, like, keep moving forward. Like, so many people just lack empathy and lack kindness, you know? So I'm trying to be that kindness in the world that people need. Do you consider your music empathetic as well? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I don't t- touch on like lyrically. I don't touch on empathy, but I do talk about my pain, and I try to, you know, lyrically help the people by, you know, talking to them in the music. Like sometimes I'll give motivational like speeches before the song actually starts, or like put a little like a motivational quote or like a scene from a movie or something in between the songs. Like my recent song, I put this one scene from Creed um, where it was the first Creed with the guy, the big buff guy. And he was like, he was with the, he was like, uh, what do you say? He said, I'm trying to prove all, he's like, I'm, I gotta prove I'm not a mistake or something. Which I thought was lot, like sad, but it's real. Like some people think they're a mistake or they're not worth being in this world when they just are. Like prove everybody wrong. Show who you are. You know, change the world. Hmm. So I have. Wait, wait. I forgot my question. I was. I was listening to you. Um, do you feel like, like, what were you gonna say? It was. It was something about empathy again. Oh my god. That's. My brain is fried. It really has been a long day. But, um, what was that? Well, yeah, I was going to say just sharing your own type of emotion in a way can help someone. And it's a form of empathy. Sharing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, you show some type of empathy. Try. <laughs> so, back to the culture thing with your name. I noticed you said that you. Your name originates from your Latin culture. Very fun fact. But um, here's a here's a question for you. Do you feel like people are defined by the culture they grew up in? It's a deep question. It's a deep world. Yeah, think about it for a second. Are people defined by the culture they're raised? I kind of yeah. I think so, because I was raised around, surprisingly, a lot of black people. I wasn't, I didn't really hang around Mexicans much. And so, when people ask me, do I speak Spanish, because I'm Latino, I say, like, I don't speak much. Because I was raised around, like, a lot of black people. I was, you know, I learned, I learned their culture, I, you know, was a part of that, and, you know, got a lot of friends from them, and. As just from a kid, you know, and so, yeah, I, I think so. I feel like if you're raised in a certain, you know, environment, 
an area you can evolve into a person that you know you never knew you could be see i i agree with that but sometimes i feel like people use that and take that like it, it okay i understand that but certain people they'll use that and use that as an excuse to kind of mimic and kind of use it in a derogatory way like when i heard somebody be like in texas you know we're all we all you know we're all around black people so we can all say the n-word and i just don't know how to feel about that i mean i know you can grow up and be around black people but it's like i think there's a line that sometimes you can't cross yeah i've learned on that topic of n-word I don't say it just around anybody, you know? Like, I'll say it around my boys and stuff, but that's because I'm cool with them. Because in Texas, it's different, like, specifically. I'm not talking, like, other states, but in Texas, Mexicans and blacks get along really well. And so, you know, they kind of just say whatever. But, and it's never in a hateful way either. But, like, I've been trying to, like, say it a lot less in my music. You know, like, this whole album I've been working on, I... You know, I try not to cuss. I try not to say the N-word as much. You know, not but actually, I don't think I've said it once in the whole album. But, like, my past songs, though, I'm not going to lie, I've said it. But it's always been in defense for, like, the struggle of black people. It's never been to hate on, you know, black people. Because y'all are kings and queens, you know? So, interesting yeah. perspective. Interesting, interesting. Well, since we're deeper into culture, do you feel like, what role does music play in culture? Wait, I mean, no. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, 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 that was the right question. What role does music play in culture? Um, I feel like music plays a lot into culture, but not only, like, society, how people feel, like, I feel like, in culture-wise, it can, like, shape the future of culture and how it changes. So, if, like, if, like, black people, Mexicans, and, you know, Puerto Ricans are, and then, like, let's say in the new next two years, all of them are okay, and all of them are saying, you know, the N-word in the songs, and they're okay with it, and there's no beef, then, I mean, maybe down the road the culture of black people, Mexicans, you know, Puerto Ricans, of course, white people saying that shit is kind of weird, but like, between the the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, I mean, if they, you know, anything, if you normalize it to a point where, and you're you're normalizing in the right way, I'm not talking like, oh, let's normalize beating women. No, that's not cool, bro. But culture with music can really change, just like how it can change someone's life in a positive way or negative way. So, it just depends on how you use your power and your platform. You know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting point of view. I love it. Different perspectives make me happy. But enough about perspectives and things of that sort. People want to know, when is this album dropping? And when are we getting new singles? Hmm. I don't have an exact month, but I will say when the school year starts up again, y'all gonna y'all gonna like it. Y'all gonna like it. You heard it here first, folks. 
I'm excited. I don't know about everybody else, but you know, I'm ready for the album to drop. about my girl or like it's not about but it's i, I kind of wanted to do it because of my girl yeah. and so I'm a, I'm a mama's boy so i love to treat women good and i'm romantic and freaky and you know i like to lovey-dovey stuff right so this album is gonna basically touch on a lot of topics of how to treat women how to you know lovey-dovey freak, a little bit of freaky stuff um but you know just how to treat queens so you need a new album like that, I think. I mean, all my friends dropping albums. These are like all underground kind of, kind of music. So it'd be good to have a nice little love album on my playlist. I'll stay tuned for that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. You know, now that I know more about what it's about, it's about you. This is like based on your girl, right? Yeah, and like for all women. I love how I get different people in here. I had someone here that used um, a voice message of a girl crying as like the beginning intro of one of his songs. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about like how he views girls in his life and things like that. It's it's, it's good to see all this different, you know opinions yeah. i suppose you know that's interesting shout out to your girlfriend yeah after the podcast i can show you a little snippet of a song Ooh, i'm excited <sighs> oh my gosh so many albums so many people are dropping albums and i i just need to find the time to listen to them all god Mm-mm-mm. interesting 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 all right next question what what was the best mistake you've made best mistake um hmm. i've made a lot of mistakes (laughs) we all have uh, I think that's a good question. Can I list a couple? List as many as you'd like. We've had 15 minutes left, so do what you want. I'm going to have to say, um, maturing fast. At a young age, I went through a lot, so I had to, like, I think that's the best mistake I've had, you know, because it matured me emotionally, physically, and a lot of things that motivated me to become who I am. That's good. Can so, I ask, before you move on, has that also affected you negatively? Oh, hell yeah. Like, PTSD now, <laughs> I got anxiety, like, some of the stuff I went through, like, this affected me negatively, but I turned that negative into a positive. Or try to at least. I'm trying to work on myself, but yeah. 
What are the other ones? Because you said you had a little, you had a list. Mm, let's say one more. I think I, I know what it is. Um, the best mistake I've made would probably have to be involving women. Like, I want to say my point of view, but nah, well, more like men and women. Because I'm more like, I don't want to say paranoid, but if someone fucks me over or, like, cheats on me or snakes me, I would have to say if they cheated on me, I would be hurt for, like, a day or two, but because of my POV on them, because I have a lot of positive POVs on y'all. Like, I love y'all queens, but for the bad, there's always bad and good eggs, right? And so for the bad eggs, when they fuck me over, I kind of, like, go on a driven, motivated, like, frenzy, so I get, like, on my grind. So best worst mis- or best mistake would be those fucked up relationships that I went through. They shaped me into the hardworking, dedicated person I am. Cause I gotta prove the haters wrong, you know. <laughs> Show them why they fucked up. True that. True that. I understand what you mean. And, you know, it's pretty good to keep that mindset, but I don't think people should let it overpower them. Because, I mean, people, some people do. Most people have very good intentions. No, Nobody, most people don't mean any harm. They don't want to be pushed aside and hurt. So you got to put your pots aside sometimes. But for the most part, keeping keeping that point of view is good. You got to keep that shield up for yourself. Because it's a cold, cold, cold world. Deep conversations. See, I love episodes like these because I can really get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I hate like boring podcasts. Cause, well, maybe my questions were a bit boring. I don't know. I I just I don't. The whole mm. objective here is okay. Yeah, people have their favorite rappers, and you know, interviewers ask the same old questions. Why did you start music? All this. How's your relation? No, come on, bro. Let's get your perspective on things. Let's let the people know who you really are. Let's get, let's get wild. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Okay. Next question. How often do you, like, utterly just, like, feel worn out or worn down? Well, I'm bipolar, so... Um, wow. depending on, yeah, depending on my, I mean, it's like random for my bipolar because some days it, I could last a week with feeling mad, hyper, and lit. And then for one or two days out of nowhere, I'll be like straight, tired, and depressed. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, like, I'll say like every so often. Like completely tired and depressed. I'm supposed to even working myself too hard. Just gotta take a breather sometimes, you know, have some fun. So I know I normally ask questions about the inconsistencies of being an artist and working under and not getting yourself out there. But what is it like being overly worked and not giving yourself a break and being way too consistent? Well, there's never so so much thing so there's no such thing as being too consistent but what is it like to maybe overwork yourself um if you overwork yourself in the industry 
you're probably gonna ruin your mental and your relationships with people. Like, I mean, if you overwork and you're always away from home and you got a girl or kids, you gonna she gonna leave you, bro. Like, majority need attention and they need that love and that you know like security. So if you're not giving that love, they're gonna dip on you. So there's that, but also I feel like too much hard work can kind of like, like especially if you're not getting any sleep, like this is gonna fuck your mental up. You might not get depressed, but you're gonna be drained and then you might start doing drugs to stay awake, like maybe perks or, you know, like lean or shit, you know, I don't know, but it's in the long run, it's gonna fuck you over. So, you know, you can be consistent and still work your ass off, but also take breaks. There's always a balance to everything, just like your relationships. There's a balance. I'm pretty big on balance, so I understand what you mean there. Uh, speaking of perks and lean, let's talk about how this has just become a whole trend in culture. Perks and lean, everybody wants to talk about it, but let's be real. Does anybody really take perks and lean like they say they do? And the, for the people that do, do y'all do it too much? Um, I, I mean, I, well, I'm not saying you do it, but, but I'm just, I yeah. was saying, putting it out there. Yeah, I did it for a little bit, the lean and perks. I stopped, though. My girl helped me with that. Um, but for me, it was, I did it when I got depressed, or like would have lows so i think in the industry if we're talking like mainstream like the big artists mm-hmm. i think a lot of them do do it because they're sad and depressed the industry is a dark place even if you're the top dog you know kanye just got broken up with it and heartbroken so you know men handle things depression and stuff pretty bad i mean look at the men's suicidal rate just who died young Smo got shot you know so, I don't know. I know the underground artists, the people, like, at our level or my level, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them, the, like, when, like, the Yeet, the type, the Baby Santana type people, not, like, specifically them, but their type of, like, genre, mm-hmm. they, they just kind of, like, cap. <laughs> like, I don't know about Yeet and they, they love talking about lean and perks. That's they do. become a trend. They actually do it. That's why they're doing it as a trend because they probably got motivated from Yeet, Baby Santana, Cardi, Coach Ice. Not like they got motivated motivated from them, and so they kind of want to be them or envy them, and so they rap about it when it's not true. It's like rap when they, people rap about shooting and killing when they actually don't. Now some rappers do rap about shooting and killing. They do do it, but you know, I don't think us underground artists besides me. I've done lean or parks like maybe. On and off, it wasn't like all the time like Juice World, but it's still not healthy because the way I was doing it was fucked up. So I just, you know, I think underground people with those type of genres don't usually do it. Maybe they do, I don't know. But the mainstream people definitely, a lot of the dudes do. Hmm. They go through a lot of pain. Can I ask how the lean and perks affected you physically? not good were you like sick were you very tired were you overly hyper what was it um the lean made me tired and like i don't know i mean it kind of i kind of just like 
I didn't do it as much as people would think, though. Like, I didn't do it, like, every day or every morning and night. Like, I was an addict, but I did it, like, once a month, maybe twice, once a week or I don't know, whenever I got my lows. Because I didn't, like, I didn't, I don't like doing drugs. I just did it because that's the only way I could, like, numb my pain. But, yeah, it made me tired and, little, you know, high gets you, like, a little euphoric. Um, but, you know, still not good. In the long, I will say body wise, like it fucks up the liver and like stuff. It didn't do that to me yet because I didn't do it long enough and I'm not as consistent. But I could for sure tell my body was like, yo, calm the fuck down. Like that was my body telling me, like, bro, pipe down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I'm happy to know that you're all good and healthy and clean and whatnot. That's great to hear. Don't do yeah. drugs, kids. You know what I mean? Facts. Drugs are not good, bro. Also, I have another question. So I heard lean makes you pee, like, a lot. Is that true? Hmm? Well, it's like, do you, like, after you drink lean, it makes you pee a lot, right? I mean, yeah, that's just what I heard. Like, yeah. it, it makes you pee a lot? I mean, when you drink anything, it makes you pee, but yeah. You know, but I heard it's like a lot, a lot. Like it's depending on how much you drink, but it can like yeah. be really dark too. For me, um, I just I don't know. I naturally pee a lot, so I didn't really notice because I always like, even when I'm off of it, I literally just pee so much. Like, bro, I just gotta, you know, I guess a small bladder. No, it's small pee. No, <laughs> no, not that. But like, I just pee a lot. So, like, I don't know. You know, but <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> See, I got myself called lacking. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I it's just mm. the whole lean <laughs> thing looks like I don't. It's just since I've been a little kid, it's something about cough syrup that just makes me throw up. Especially, yeah. um, my grandpa used to always try to get me the cheap cough syrup mm-hmm. from Walgreens when I was sick. Um, I always wanted the honey-flavored kind, so it didn't taste as bad, but he always got me the Mucinex, and I hated Mucinex because it was, like, this really nasty, and he got me the kids one, so, you know, they had, like, the cute little baby flavor. It was disgusting. I would throw it up every time. And when I would try to take water after it, he was like, no, it's not going to work. So he'd make me, he started making me wait for it to coat my throat and then I could drink water. It was terrible. So I just could never. And you know, I, I know you guys mix it with Sprite and soda. I just, I couldn't be able to do that. I already don't like a lot of sweet stuff as it is. Never been yeah, a kid. I don't even drink soda. It's just nasty. But I just I can't yeah. ever imagine myself trying. I just I can't. I can't. Yeah. I would throw up. And it's so yeah. thick because cough syrup is thick. Facts. So it's yeah, fun fun fact for me, I literally before I started like before actually it was just recently this like this like these last six months. But but like when I was in twenty twenty and like twenty twenty one and even before that, I like straight like hated like when rappers would do them drugs and 
you know that shit. I was like, nah, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. Duh, 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 duh. Like, I'm never gonna do all that bullshit. And like, that's stupid ass. Like, that's stupid as fuck. And while I was depressed and did a lot of like going through a lot of pain, you know, I knew I, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna end up like them. I don't have beef with nobody. I don't wanna have no beef with nobody. I'm gonna do these pills because I'm not trying to get killed. Od. But because of the shit I went through, you know, I had I kind of like. Got in that dark space and started doing that shit. But now I'm good, you know? But I was like, I was big, like, big against it before. But yeah, I still am. I don't think kids should be doing it. Yeah. A lot of teenagers, they be pouring up, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they do it all. And I mean, they do it all. But we have, like, two minutes left so we can wrap it up this was a good episode by the way and i hope that you're gonna come back of course right yeah of course so let's say our final goodbyes because the timer is turning red but uh glad to have you on here gotta come back gotta talk more about this album do an album review things of that sort um You know, once again, glad to have you on here. It was a great episode. Much love, love indeed. And, um, yeah, this was the end of the interview. This was, well, one of my best, honestly. This was a very interesting episode. We touched a lot of topics, but, yeah. Let's say bye. Bye, y'all. Much love. Stay safe. Bye. See you guys tomorrow, actually. But bye.